We're going to have to really pick it up, buddy. You can't be lallygagging like you do normally. Hey, right there. You notice how it's Roger and Mitchell I pick on all the time. That's the way it is. That's the way it is. Here we go. Let's go to the message this morning. Victory. That's what we have because of Jesus Christ. That's what we have because of the resurrection. Victory. Last week was the power of the cross. It's the only way to be saved. There's only one name given among men whereby we must be saved. That's the name of Jesus. All other roads are dead ends. All other religions are wrong. I know that sounds like I'm really arrogant. I just really believe what the Bible says. There is no room in that book for any other person to save you other than Jesus Christ. That is it. You have to make something up. So we believe. We believe in Jesus Christ. This is our victory through Jesus Christ. And Roger's going to push me, and we'll just make it through as far as we can. But thanks be to God, say it with me, which gives us the what? Victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Can I get you to hang on to these, Ed? These are my good glasses. Come on, man. Thank you, buddy. Now, I had that early service this morning, so I had glasses. I got my phone. I never have any of that mess. You know, it's always in the truck, but early, so I'm all messed up today. But anyway, got rid of the glasses anyway. But thanks be to God, which gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And because we have victory in Him, this incredible verse, Therefore, say it with me, my beloved brethren, be ye what? Steadfast unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain. Where? In the Lord. So a message today on victory. Three words that so describe the victory that we have in Christ. Steadfast and salvation. That's for us, guys. We need to be steadfast in our salvation. What do I mean by that? Determined. Loyal to the Lord. He gave His life for us. Why do we turn back on Him? Like Sherry's song, why don't we speak about Him? Say, loyal. Don't turn away from your salvation. People in the church are making up all kinds of mess these days. It's the latest fad. Nothing. (laughs) It's ever. There is nothing but Jesus Christ and the resurrection. That is it. Anybody else makes any other way to heaven? They're a thief and a robber. Is that what the Bible says? That's what the Bible says. So, steadfast in our salvation. Number two, these three words, unmovable, unmovable, not change in position, even when suffering comes. A lot of people turn, tail, and run on the Lord, get out of church, lose that relationship with the Lord when suffering comes. Now, what do I mean? Be a death, death of a loved one, like my mother being shot. Could be being left in a marriage. After 28 years, that happened to me. Life's going to happen. Stuff's going to, and it breaks your heart to kill you, man. But guess what? We are unmovable. Did y'all hear me, yes or no? Just because somebody passes away, it's terrible, it hurts. Somebody leaves us, it's painful. But listen, he's never left you. Say it with me. No man can pluck you from my what? Hand. The Word of God. So unmovable. Not changing position. Okay? We have this in Christ. And finally, abounding. Abounding in our service. In our service to the Lord. 
That's what he, told, he called us to this kind of life. The thief comes to steal. Say it with me if you know it. Kill and what? Destroy. Help me. But I am come that you might have life and have it more what? Abundantly. That's what we have in Christ. This is our victory. This is our victory. We can remain steadfast in our salvation. We are unmovable regardless of suffering. And we can abound in service. We can do things for the Lord. We can serve the Lord. God can use us. We have a purpose. He has a plan for our life. So that's what we have in Jesus Christ. This is what we can have through the power of the resurrection. Philippians 3.10 That I may know Him. Say it with me. And the what? The power of His resurrection, the fellowship of His sufferings, being made conformable unto His death. So we're to be steadfast, unmovable, and abounding, and that's what we have from the resurrection. That's why it's a big deal. You hear me or not? Why y'all get together like this and all the signs and the beach and everything? Because it's, it's everything. A lot of people died. One rose from the dead. His name is Jesus. Okay? He was the son of the living God. Nail that. Don't ever be moved from that. You hear me? I believe my mother's last words, you hear me say it often, I believe her last words when she was being shot was, you can't threaten me with heaven. That's how I want to be in my life. You hear me or not? It's what I want. The resurrection gives me that. But you've got to have the power, man. You've got to have the power. You've got to have the power. If you want to have this life, steadfast, unmovable, abounding, Loyal and determined in your life to live for Christ. Regardless of what suffering comes your way. You can serve the Lord. You can overcome. Then you must have a solid ad, uh, belief when it comes to the resurrection. A skeptical attitude about the resurrection of Jesus is not going to cut it. Say that with me. A skeptical attitude about the resurrection of Jesus ain't going to cut it. If He didn't rise, you ain't rising. You hear me or not? We're all men most miserable. What's happened to the... This is the message of the church. Y'all hear me? should be your message in your heart. Just nail this. You know, that's why I love... We have communion every month, at the first of every month. I love that. We just want to pound that home all the time. Amen? But He gave His life for us. But He rose, he rose from the dead. So did Jesus Christ really raise from the dead? The Apostle Paul gives us three proofs, and I'll share these with you this morning, and not, not very long, because I'm exhausted, but here we go. How many feel like I whine a lot? Thank you. How many people think I overeat? Let's at least do that one. Overeat. There you go. There you go. I do. It's terrible. But anyway, back to this. Proof number one of the resurrection. This is the Apostle Paul writing. Your own salvation. That's crazy. That's a crazy statement. Are you living proof of a resurrected Savior? Say, that's pretty powerful. I got a church. That ain't much proof. Have you been born again? Does Christ live in you? Is heaven your home? Can you charge hell with a water pistol? 
Your own salvation. Look what Paul said. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which you have also received, and wherein you what? By which also you are saved, if you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you believed in vain. Your own salvation. These Corinthian believers had received the message of the gospel, the good news. Have you done that? Have you, has, is Christ your Savior? Have you received that message? Have you rejected all other ways? Have you said, it's not my good works, it's not my good luck, looks, it's not church attendance, it's not giving money, it's not my favorite preacher. It's Jesus. Are you saved? Does your salvation bear that out? That He resurrected, and that's evident in your life. What is the message of the gospel? Here it is, verse number 3. For I delivered unto you first of all that which also I received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. Say it with me. And that He was buried and that He rose again the what day? Third day according to the Scriptures. Do you believe that? And has that message changed your life? Has that message changed your life? Given you hope? Given you the peace in your life when you faced all kinds of hardships, struggles in your life? Is your own salvation a proof of the resurrection of Jesus? I mean, that's sort of a, a strange proof. But I think it's a great proof. We are living epistles. Is that what the Bible says? We're His body here on this earth. We're to live out this. We're to, we're to know that we're children of God and that He's alive in us. Their faith in the good news of Jesus has transformed their life. How many would be willing to raise a hand just real quick up and down and say, Jesus Christ has transformed my life? Can I see some hands? That is living proof. You know your life. You know what you used to believe or didn't believe. You know the way you lived your life. Is God alive in your life? That is a proof of the resurrection, Him living in you. Heaven's a real place to me. Is it a real place to you? I'm not better than you. I'm not trying to come off as better than you. But heaven's a real place to me. It's not like, well, well maybe that heaven's up there. Heaven's there. And Jesus is there. And angels are there. And ten thousands of thousands and thousands are there. And my mama's there. Heaven's a real place. You hear me or not? Have you been transformed? They were standing in the good news of Christ. What are you standing in? A lot of churches are standing in crap, excuse me. Because what they're peddling is that. This is the gospel. Jesus died for our sins. He was buried. He was dead. He rose from the dead. That's what we stand in. Amen? The Bible tells us people are actually sawn in two because they stood on this message. People have been martyred down through the ages for standing on this message. Do you believe in Christ? Is He your Savior today? Rejoice in that. You hear me or not? Rejoice in that. He lives in me. I'm changed. You hear me or not? I didn't yet. Praise the Lord. Come on. Anything I know, any good I am is because of what I've learned. I grew up in Rockingham. 
How's a hell raiser? Came from a broken family. Broke, broke, broken family. And God saved me. I never saw how a man's supposed to love a wife. I never saw how a daddy's supposed to love his young ones. I had no idea what that was. Anything I know is God in me and with His Word. If anybody screws it up, it's me. It ain't Him. I have everything I need to live out my life. I'm saved. I believe in the resurrection because I believe He lives in me. Say that with me. I believe in the resurrection because I believe He... That's good stuff. That's what Paul was telling them. Number two, let's look at another proof real quick. Another proof. Old Testament Scriptures. We'll do this pretty quick. We're not talking two weeks ago this stuff was written. We're talking hundreds, even thousands of years before Christ came. We saw that, remember Daniel, 70 weeks, about three or four weeks ago? Wasn't that a crazy prophecy? Wasn't that crazy? <laughs> Unbelievable. So that Jesus would was prophesied. Look at this. So according to the Scriptures, we already read that verse, and according to the Scriptures, that He would die and that He would rise again. According to the Scriptures. Much of the Old Testament pointed to the sacrifice of Jesus Christ as our substitute and our Savior. It's our own salvation, living proof that we believe in Him, transform life. But also we see it in the Scriptures. So where are these Scriptures? Jesus pointed to Jonah. Remember the story about Jonah and the whale? But he answered and said unto them, An evil adulterous generation seeks after a sign. There shall be no sign given to it but the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was three days, three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Did that happen? Prophesied. Apostle Paul compared Jesus' resurrection to first fruits. But every man in his own order. Christ the first fruits. Afterward, they that are Christ at his coming. That's throughout the Old Testament. First fruits were presented to God on the day following the Sabbath after Passover. We Jewish people are celebrating Passover, just celebrated Passover. And then the sacrifice of Christ happened on Passover. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, When you come into the land, then shall you bring a sheep of first fruits of your harvest unto the priest. And he shall wave the sheep before the Lord to be accepted for you. On the morrow after the Sabbath, the priest shall wave it. And ye shall offer that day when you wave the sheep a lamb. What did John the Baptist call Jesus? Behold, that does what? Takes away the sin of the world. So part of this first fruit offering is a picture of Christ. When you wave a sheep, a he lamb, without blemish of the first year for a burnt offering unto the... I'm trying to you to tears, just trying to go quickly and make you see that this is all throughout the Old Testament. For you will not leave my soul in hell. David predicted Christ's resurrection. Neither will you suffer your Holy One to see corruption. That is a prophecy of Christ's resurrection. Isaiah predicted Christ's resurrection. In Isaiah, he made his grave with the wicked. Is that true? When he died, what was on the right and left of him? To what? And with the rich in his death, he didn't have a place to lay his head, but he had a rich man's tomb. Is that correct? What was that man's name? Joseph of what? Isn't it funny how these people know the Bible? I didn't, I didn't uh, clue y'all in. We're going to say this before you got in here, right? We're just quoting Scripture, guys. The Old Testament pointed to Christ 
death and even how he would be buried because he's done no violence, neither was there any deceit in his mouth. Isn't that what Pilate said? He'd seen a lot of criminals. Keep looking. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the travail of his soul. He shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many. And he shall bear their iniquities. Is that what Jesus did? Absolutely. Old Testament scriptures. Proofs. And there are many other examples. I'd be here all day, so we're just going to look at them. The coats of skin. Keep going. Just push. The ark. Even the ark. The lamb for Abraham and Isaac. Remember that one, don't you? The Passover lamb. The blood on the doorpost. The passage through the Red Sea. The Levitical offerings pointed to Christ as resurrection. The day of atonement. The red heifer. Numbers 19. The brazen serpent. I read something like last night about that. If you'll look on that serpent, they're all bit by the snake dying. Look on that serpent, you'll live. Even as Moses lifted up the serpent, so shall the man be, Son of Man be lifted up, and you'll live on the cross. He was lifted up. All throughout the Old Testament. Guys, what I'm trying to tell you is this. Am I driving you nuts? There's plenty of proofs of the resurrection. The Old Testament, Scriptures... The biggest proof is you. That's the biggest proof. And me. You've heard me say this before. I get out to eat a lot because I love to eat. But I love people. I love people. I love people. We grew up in the restaurant business. My mama ran a barbecue lodge. And sweet tea. Greatest people on the earth drink sweet tea and eat barbecue sandwiches. I'm telling you. Hush puppies and crispy french fries and good southern slaw. But my point is, I go out to eat a lot. And this is what waitresses will tell me. The worst crowd is the Sunday crowd after church. How despicable. We are the proof. We are the proof. We need to act like we the proof. Amen say. That's why we say at fellowship, we love Jesus and we love people. We just don't tolerate that. I screw it up sometime. I told the earlier crowd, if you're here, sir, I want to apologize publicly to you. The other night, I don't get it right sometimes. The other night, I was shaking hands at the concert. Just loving on people. And guys, I'm from the country. If I put out my hand, I'd like you to shake my hand. Is that a bad thing or what? Say so I put my hand out the other night, and the gentleman, if you're here, I'm apologizing publicly. I put out my hand, and he did his fist like this. Guys, I grew up in the country. I don't know nothing about no bump fist. Okay, I just never grew up that way. I never knew nothing. I, I don't think we knew it as a country until about two years ago with COVID. I never heard of the thing. And they're doing shoulders like a chicken. I have no idea. But here's the bad part of me. When he did that, I thought, stuck my hand out, and he did that. I said, well, you dead already. That was horrible. I just, my point was, well, it wasn't a good point. There was no good point about it at all. My point was, I guess he's trying not to get germs, but you're in a house full of five, 600 people, and we talk, you're dead already. Do you see what I'm saying? 
That's just a warning when I shake your hand. (laughs) Here's my point. I need to live like Christ lives in me. Even in situations like that, sometimes I don't get it right. Y'all hear me or not say? Confession with Uncle Gary on Easter. Proof number three, and Rod, we're going to quit after this. Witnesses who actually saw the resurrected Jesus. That's crazy. Look at Paul writing. All we're doing is reading 1 Corinthians 15 on Easter Sunday morning. He was seen of Cephas, that's Peter, then of the twelve. After that, he was seen above. Say it with me. How many? 500 brethren at once. But don't, 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 don't stop. Read that last part. Of whom the greater part remain unto this present. But some have died. 500 people saw him alive when this was written. And many of them were still alive and you could go ask them. Y'all hear me or not? After that, he was seen of James, then all the apostles. Then look at Paul writing, and last of all, he was seen of me. Where did Paul see him? What was the name of the road he was on? Damascus Road. It's funny, you know, a lot of Scripture. So he was seen. So what's the point of this message? And we're done. Tell him hello. Hello. I've got mine off in my back pocket. I'll tell you that right now. Here we go. Hang on. It'll it'll quit eventually. It's okay. It's okay. It happens to all of us, right? Come on. It's fine. If If it starts going off of me, I'd be... I can't hardly do anything on the phone. So what's the point, guys? What's the point of this little message today? Because of the resurrection, we're steadfast, unmovable, and we're always abounding in the work of the Lord. We want to just see some proofs of the resurrection. The greatest proof of the resurrection is your life. You hear me? Your life. Your witness. Your testimony. But we also saw the Old Testament, Testament prophecies, and we also saw very quickly many witnesses saw him. So what's the point? Here's the point. We're powerless and we're lost if there is no resurrection. So today's a pretty big deal, isn't it? Y'all hear me? Today's a pretty big deal. It's the biggest deal of anything. Somebody said to me, we have a great Christmas Eve concert. We do two of them every year, and they're fantastic. I love them, and they are packed. But a lot of people said to me they love Friday night concert, Good Friday, and the music today. And you know why? Because it's, it's our hope, isn't it? Not that Christmas isn't, but the resurrection, the songs of the resurrection is what gives us our hope. Amen? So I guess that's the point I'm trying to get across today is the power of the resurrection is how you get your victory. The power of the resurrection is how you get your victory. And how you look at the resurrection is how you're going to have a victorious life. You hear me? You need to be steadfast. You need to be loyal and determined in your salvation that you're saved. Now, if you can't say that today, today is the day. Roger, I'm going to quit right there because the time's up. We had a lot of extra music. But today is the day for you to really answer that question. If you died today, do you know you'd go to heaven? How about this question? 
Do you even do you know inside you that Christ is alive in you? That's not kooky, guys. That's the scriptures. That's what the Bible teaches. We're special people. We're not monkeys. We're not dogs. God died for us. We were made in His image and His likeness. We have intelligence. We can. We have emotion and we can pray. And do you know the Lord in your life? Do you know Him or not? Say. Have you, have you t- felt His touch for me this morning? Say, Pastor Gary, I've been through some hard times in my life. If it wasn't for Jesus Christ with me in my life, I'd probably be dead right now. Anybody want to just say that? I probably wouldn't have made it. I just probably wouldn't have made it. That's what I'm talking about. Do you know the Lord? Why don't, we, why don't this Easter you just decide, I'm going to put my faith in Christ. I'm going to go all in. All in. I'll put my faith in Jesus Christ, that he died for me. He, I matter to him. I'm going to put my trust in him today. Would you do that today? Say, amen. Let's thank the Lord for his word. I'm going to quit on you early. Amen. Praise the Lord. Come on. Amen. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Amen. Come on. Amen. Let's get up on our feet. Come on. Stand with me. Stand with me. I ask you not to leave unless you're going to work. Hang on. You just happen to have a southern preacher. This is God's house. This is the most important time right now in this service. And don't think this is just cause of Easter. We do this every week. I don't want anybody coming to Fellowship Church leaving lost. And you don't have to. Would you put your faith and trust in Christ today and that He died for you and that He rose from the dead? The Bible says if you'll confess with your mouth Jesus, if you'll believe in your heart, God raised Jesus from the dead. Say it with me if you know that verse. Thou shalt be... You heard Him. Would you do that today? You cannot do that. Phony. The resurrection is not phony. And it's not for phonies. It's for believers. But you can believe today if you'll humble yourself. But you've got to say, I'm not going to play church anymore. I'm not going to say, I'm good enough to go to heaven. I'm not going to do that anymore. That's flat out not happening. Jesus is God's only Son. He died for me. He rose for me. And I'm going to put my whole heart, my whole faith in Him today. And He'll change your life. He'll write your name in the Lamb's book of life. You'll have everlasting life. You will never perish, ever. But you've got to believe. You can't pay for this. You can't earn this. You believe this. Are you ready to pray that kind of prayer with me? Can I lead you in a prayer right now where we just talk to the Lord? on Easter Sunday morning. Let's pray together. Do you want to go to heaven? Do you not want to go to hell? There's one way then. This is it. Can I lead you down that way today? Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I'm not coming to You with what I've done right and how good I am. 
I'm coming to you as one that is wrong and has, has done plenty of things that I shouldn't have done. And I ask you for your forgiveness. And Lord, I want you to know best I know how. You know I don't understand it all. But best I know how. I want you to know, Lord, I believe in you. I believe you did come to this earth. I believe you were born of a virgin. Miraculous birth. Lord, I believe you lived a life on this earth. I believe you took abuse while you're on this earth for me. I believe you died on a cross for my sins. And I believe as we celebrate today, you rose again from the dead for payment of my sin. And I want you to know that I believe that. And I mean that in my life. Help me never, ever, 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 ever get away from this, Lord. Help me never think it was me or a church that did it or some preacher. Help me to always know it was you. So, Lord, I put my faith and trust in you today. I fall down at your feet. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the risen Savior. In Jesus' name I pray. With heads bowed one last moment. Not embarrassed. I'd never do such a thing. How many would say with a lifted hand, Pastor Gary, I nailed that prayer today. I...